At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's the Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM live from downtown Las Vegas, our Circus Sportsbook Studios with Mike Pritchard. He's back. I am. Good to see you, Mike. Great to be with you, Ben. How are you? Oh, we're good. Good, missed, good. Missed you yesterday. A little, yes. little line flip this mm-hmm. week. Usually, uh, Michael Lombardi's off days t- uh, yesterday, but he is off today. So yes. instead, we got Mike Pritchard here, former college football national champion, NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson, Matt Santos behind the glass, and a very fun show today which we start by taking a look at the state of the NFC East. Mm. Who would have thought the AFC East and <laughs> NFC East, your two best divisions by overall record, Mike. Kind of <laughs> wild to believe that after, uh, and, and, and again, because of the Monday night result here, where all four teams now are at least 500 or better. How least. about that? I know. I mean, the expectations going into the year, and you think about some of the teams, uh, the Cowboys at the forefront, when you think about and consider the NFC East all the time, uh, the Eagles on, on the come up, Ben, because of the last couple of years, the transactions, making the playoffs too. And, okay, would Jalen Hurts emerge and, uh, and be that type of quarterback? Oh, that question was answered quickly. But the surprise, 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 <laughs> the New York oh, yeah. Giants. Who was that? Gomer Pyle that did that? Surprise, yeah. surprise? Okay. Um, I'm dating myself. That's before you. Uh, I'm just going to go along with it. <laughs> go along with it. Nod the head, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't think I was going to say that ever on air. But uh, the New York Giants, um, that's a surprise. And then the Commanders hanging in there. Uh, but it's a, a competitive division and opportunity, I think, for betters uh, as we look at the second half of the season moving forward now. Well, Michael and I had this conversation yesterday coming off the win for the Washington Commanders. And mm-hmm. we now have the updated win totals. We usually get the updated division, conference, Super Bowl odds every Tuesday morning from BetMGM. Wednesdays is when the updated in-season win total odds come out now. So we're looking at Washington, a team that was one of the biggest movers to the under in the preseason from eight and a half, heavy respected action down to seven and a half. If you look at it right now, Washington, who wins the game to go to five and five, at least keeping themselves in the mix for one of the wild card spots in the NFC. You look at the schedule, Mike, it's not exactly a murderer's row here of teams that the commanders are going to have to play. But we always go into that back and forth of, do we overreact to the yeah. big one-off upset wins in a, in a primetime spot, or is that a sign of things to come? When you look at what's still to come here for Washington as we kind of start at the bottom of the division and work our way up, what's a realistic uh, win, win total you see the commanders getting to? I tell you what, and, and I've been doing some research on this uh, for a couple of weeks now. I, I think anything and everything is on the table in the National Football League this year, and here's why. 
Look at that schedule one more time for Washington. Tell me which team has a quarterback that just scares the bejesus out of you. Uh, nah, no. There's one, right? I mean, remember how the quarterback's supposed to mean so much to a number and a quarterback's supposed to make the difference. But we know this year in particular, the National Football League, the running game really is leading the way now. Uh, and we, we've talked about that uh, for several weeks here on the network. But I, I think when you have a chance and, and teams feel like they have a chance in fourth quarters now, uh, there's no quarterback that's out there on that schedule for Washington that like Washington is going to feel like they're in every game. You know, we, yeah, we have Taylor Heineke, or even if it's Carson Wentz. I think Heineke should be the guy. We'll get to all that. But the Texans, I mean, that, that's, a, that's one of those games. If we can get our running game revved up, and okay, we can get to some play action. We got some playmakers on the outside. That, to me, is the bulk of the National Football League right now. There are, there are, there are few, very few, if even a handful, of elite quarterbacks in the league right now that, that will scare you uh, and make you feel like you don't have a chance, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so... If you can get the buy-in from from everybody, and certainly the commanders, they have the opportunity here um, within that division as well. I mean, I think everything should be on the table. As betters as well, we should look at it that way. You mentioned the Carson Wentz piece of this mm -hmm. as the formerly injured quarterback. This is now the week he would be eligible to come off the IR. But Ron Rivera saying yesterday in his press conference, they are they have not yet cleared him. The medical staff is to resume any sort of throwing activities with his finger injury that landed him on the IR. It's, it just seems like you like to use the term window dressing all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. It just seems ridiculous to even consider the notion that they'd possibly let Wentz back in as the starting quarterback. It, it, I mean, it makes no sense when you watch how good Heineke has been, even if the numbers aren't great four and one as a starter, Wentz has put up some of the worst numbers of anybody in the NFL this year right. as a starting quarterback. How do you how do you even have that conversation? Right well, now? you know, it's speculation too. I mean, a lot of a lot of times the media gets and tries to tries to get in front of it for stories, but the league is about a get better league, right? And we know that. Or it's an upgrade league. Uh, how do you get better? You upgrade or you add, you add a great player or two. Or but if you have a situation in which everything's equal, then you're gonna go with the hot hand. And the hot hand right now is Heineke. Carson Wentz is not an upgrade over Taylor Heineke, he's not. Uh, even after uh, the finger heals and uh, he hasn't been throwing, you see the rapport, you see the relationship, the chemistry that Heineke has already developed, and he already had it, to be honest with you. Uh, so I, I don't know why, other than speculation, why we as betters would think they're going to make a switch here. Um, if it was an upgrade situation, like if Carson Wentz was this Hall of Fame quarterback and, yeah, he's healthy, okay, we get that, right, uh, as players. But in that locker room, the respect – and the credibility is is on the side of Taylor Heineke right yeah. now, more so than Carson Wentz. I just, it just amazes me that when you look at the schedule, how mm -hmm. soft that is for Washington. <laughs> Seven and a half has been the win total basically the entire season. Mm -hmm. Right now at MGM, they pulled it off the board. Right At DraftKings, it's still seven and a half. Okay. You're telling me with, with, with the schedule still to come, a five and five team with – there's seven games left. You're, you're telling me they that three and four – Wins you that bet? Mm -hmm. Minus 130 is a juice you'd have to lay. Well, think about it. There are, th I mean, yeah. Texans, Giants twice, Brown, uh, Browns, Cowboys, all still to, still to come here for Washington. Right. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, right, on the road uh, with Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I mean, I think the market or, or the books are telling us that, you know, the value of quarterbacks out the window mm -hmm. here. This is a, a lot different. And um, is, is it about the scheme? No. Is it about um, – uh, you know, Heineke playing this well, he's played okay. But, you know, who's played better is their defense, right? Uh, I think the belief in selves right now for the commanders is in play, you know, and, and the defense has played better. They're getting better. They're going to have uh, Chase Young come aboard too. And uh, offensively, you know, they got a two-headed monster at running back with two bruising running backs. One guy can catch the ball. Both of them can catch the ball. Uh, but then that's opened up so much other offense and and a, and a play-making ability from McLaurin. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. And, and I think from a schematic standpoint, uh, you can get excited about the commanders and Turner and what he wants to do right. uh, with this quarterback in Heineke. So, yes, with the Texans, Falcons, Giants twice, Browns right. amidst the final seven-game stretch, uh -huh. that's a, a bet you – I mean, that would be a very reasonable over to make if you have confidence and trust right. that Heineke remains the guy in Washington. For the rest of the division – 
we had been waiting to see what would happen for Philadelphia once they had a little bit of adversity. We're seeing some of the odds uh, come back now on the Eagles. Not tremendously, still favored to win the NFC and, and overwhelmingly so to win the division. Mm -hmm. uh, where really the only big movement has been Jalen Hurts' MVP odds take a hit. Uh, he's now moved into the third position on that, uh, on that overall list. Michael said yesterday he felt like that was the best thing that could have happened to Philadelphia. Right. Getting the having that whole notion of being an undefeated team off of their backs. Now they can kind of hone in, focus here going down the stretch. Uh, what what was your takeaway though from the first time they'd trailed all season in the second half and yeah. were unable to get a stop on as much as we're being complimentary of Taylor Heineke, pretty mediocre offense. Yeah, I mean the the Eagles said it too. I mean AJ Brown had some comments about like look, we're no, we're no longer talking about that stuff anymore. I, I cleaned it up for what he said uh, in Thanks terms of going seven. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anger no translator. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but um, yeah, that's that was pressure though. By the way, for the fact that they're going to mention it. I mean, obviously they're going to get it each and every week. Now they don't have to talk about it. But one thing did emerge too that is a little bit concerning, and, and um, I think Eagles will have time to adjust to it. Um, Shane Steichen was just calling plays in that game. Uh, if you look at Washington, they took advantage of weaknesses. They took advantage of matchups that they thought were favorable for them in that game to the tune of what they possessed the ball for 40 minutes, right? When you have an offense that possesses the ball under 20 minutes, you're just calling plays. You're just doing what you think you should be doing as opposed to understanding, hey, we, we might have some matchups now. A.J. Brown getting nicked up a little bit. Dallas Goddard's going to be out too. So this offense is as creative as it is. And Jalen Hurts doing very, very well. If you're just calling plays and everybody's caught up to what you're doing from a tendency standpoint, you're going to be possessing the ball for 20 minutes again. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so. It was what, six minutes in the first half? Oh, it, it was ridiculous. brutal. It was um, brutal. So they need to evolve that. Uh, I thought they did. Uh, we did a wrong route, right route uh, segment. And I, I thought by emphasizing the matchup with A.J. Brown, that was the evolution of that offense. But when he got nicked up in the game, Obviously, they stayed away from that matchup, but right. they had one. The report from NFL Network got her to miss extended time, but apparently it is not a season-ending injury with, mm. well, with mm -hmm. the shoulder. But Eagles 8-1, and Giants still holding steady at 7-2 and <laughs> in the division. Cowboys now 6-3. and for, for the Giants, it was another kind of lackluster performance. They let the Texans hang around in that game. Houston had multiple possessions inside the Giants red zone where they came up with no points. Mm -hmm. uh, you still uh, you still buying the, the, this Giants team that look, 7 and 2. They've built up so much of a yes, they have. of an advantage and an edge just from a scheduling perspective, but uh, how how real do you view this team now down the down the stretch? Man, they have enjoyed not playing within a division. How about that? That's a, that's a very nice uh, way to, <laughs> to phrase it. Yeah. Right, because it's stacked up against them. Uh, they got one more game here coming up. Uh, and, and, okay, you can get to, what, eight wins maybe? Okay, there's your win total. But then when they get stacked up with that division in the back half of the schedule, uh, you wonder if that's where the Giants are going to hit a, a skid. But, I, I mean, they've built up enough equity. I, I, I love how you said that. They built up incredible amount of equity going up against unfamiliar opponents. And, and the style of play uh, has helped them along the way as well. And that uh, eight and a half, that was the the preseason win total. They're up to ten and a half now in <laughs> season. Not sure I'd be running to the window no. to make that. No. But it's an interesting division. We'll have much more to say on uh, this division as well as awards. We'll discuss some uh, awards talk in a little bit because one of the key players for the Giants, Saquon Barkley, he features heavily in one of the main races on the awards as well. A big show for you today. Howard Bender talks some fantasy and other betting angles for us coming up a little bit later this hour. Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast will stop by as well in hour number two. It's all still to come here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN. With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted on specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I know Mike Pritchard always gambles responsibly. You're part of that uh, teaser syndicate? I am. How's that been going? Really well. Really well. I found out, Ben, that... um... I'm a good teaser player. Oh, <laughs> this guy is just so I am. you know. Uh, humbled about it. I'm humbled about it. I'm humbled humble, about humble it. Humble brag uh, right there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but no, there, there's a couple guys uh, in the syndicate. Man, they're they've already cashed a, a 15 teamer. Uh, came close. They came to a bad coaching decision team. from McCarthy for coach, uh, from cashing another one. Wow. I, I got to show you this ticket. I will All show right. it to you. We'll, but, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get it out. Yeah. we'll see what that's yeah, it's like. Incredible. Um, <laughs> 15 but, teams. But no, Jeez. like. You know, the text you get, it's like, why didn't he punt the football? You know, he went for it. McCarthy. There. Yeah, McCarthy. That's the one team we didn't – we'll mention this really quick. We didn't get to the, the Cowboys within the <laughs> right. NFC East. But, like, as much, and as much as Dak Prescott, if mm-hmm. he doesn't throw two just well, horrific interceptions, we're probably not even having the conversation. Right. Was that not the quintessential McCarthy game management type position? And isn't that the, the exact thing that gives you pause about backing Dallas in the future? It market? does. It does, especially when it prevents you from catching a 15-teamer. I mean, that is, yeah, it's crazy to think about. But uh, 14 or 15, I think it was 15. But um, no, it, it, the ticket says and suggests, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was just a one of those situations where you get frustrated by it. And a lot of people have, right? I mean, not only fans, but betters. I mean, how do you, how do you consistently bet uh, with the Dallas Cowboys knowing that that guy is the head coach. Yeah. And you, I mean, from having played in the league, you have, I would think more than most people, you have a very innate sense of, like, because you can probably tell when the players on the field and the coach, there's there's just a little bit of disconnect. Yeah. And the personnel and then the game strategy doesn't really match what the strengths and weaknesses are. Do you see that pretty clearly with, with Dallas? Well, uh, with other teams, for sure. Uh, not so much with Dallas. I mean, I, I think um, – there's a disconnect because, you know, Dallas without Zeke, uh, it's like we can't run the football. But then Tony Pollard's like, yeah, you can. Just give it to me, right? And, okay, they established that. And then along the way, that helps out Dak Prescott too. But uh, they just get themselves in trouble, whether it's discipline, whether uh, it's coaching decisions, uh, whether they're, they're too one-dimensional, they get caught up in, in scheme a lot. Uh, and, and then also defensively. I mean, maybe there's a toughness thing that's going on with why they can't stop the run. But – uh, no, I, I, I look at the head coach and why things are not different and why they stay the same with the Cowboys. We saw it manifest itself in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They faced a really well-oiled machine, a multidimensional squad in right. San Francisco. It all uh, came crashing down. And we're going to find out this week, see the schedule, mm-hmm. going to Minnesota, looking at the way the market has reacted here. Uh, this at one point was Dallas on the opener, minus two and a half in Minnesota. This yeah. has come down 
We're at about Minnesota uh, getting a point or point and a half as I check the updated screen. But you look at the big matchup that uh, Dallas will have to prevent defensively. It's not so much the run game this week that Dallas struggled against on Green Bay, but it's Justin Jefferson, who oh. I know for you is a former wideout. You can appreciate uh, probably more than most what type of special uh, season he is having here. And Jefferson, as we start to transition into looking at some of the awards now midway through the year, he and Tyreek Hill, it's pretty much a two-player race for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, and and for Jefferson, like, what more can you say about a guy who, with, you know, the weapons obviously have been, have been invested in Minnesota, and they've gotten every single break and winning seven straight one-score games. But uh, for Jefferson, you, you would think this is pretty uh, sustainable, wouldn't you, with, with how amazing he's continued to be every single week? Yeah, what you like about all these guys, Offensive Player of the Year odds right here we're looking at is, uh, that they have a chip, man. They they have something to prove. I, I love the fact. Well, look, I, I love Justin Jefferson's game. I've stated that uh, since his rookie year. Uh, this guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. Phenomenal, and he's getting better. But he's also hungry still. Uh, and, and the thing about what his performance said to me um, was not only helping your team win a game on the road against a, a, a superior opponent, I, I think, uh, and that atmosphere too, but on the other side of the field was the guy you replaced. And, and you know what kind of bravado Stephon Diggs had, right? Oh, yeah. But now, yeah, we drafted me, and now this is my spot, and now I'm the premium guy on this team. And uh, and that performance was indicative of that. That, like, I'm taking you on the field right now, Ben, because that is what fed, I believe, for that guy to have part of that performance that he had is just on the other side of the field is, is the guy I replaced. And he thinks he's better than me. But I want to show him that, no – we're better off without you, right? Uh, and so all that stuff is in the locker room. All that stuff is talked about during a week of practice. And for him to go out there and display that ability and, and win the game, help his team win the game that way, it's just unlocking so much more for this young man. Right. You think, too, about how in narrative-driven markets, and certainly for Offensive Player of the Year, statistical, the statistical basis is a mm -hmm. little weighed a little bit heavier than some of the other markets we'll talk about here in a second. But... How much do you think, at least if, when, if you're thinking about general perception on Jefferson, to make mm -hmm. a catch like he did in that situation against Buffalo on a, a fourth and 18 against that, the team to beat the Super Bowl favorites last week, combined with his stats, he's second in the league in, in basically every uh, category in receptions and yards behind only Tyreek Hill. Right. How much of that do you think impacts this this race specifically when when you lay everything out that you just did? Well, we're off, off of a year where, in which uh, Cooper Cup, you know, had the year that he had at that position. And now Justin Jefferson is in that same offense, right? And he's doing similar things. And uh, Tyreek Hill has been phenomenal, though. Uh, I think if you're looking for any type of bet from offensive player to your odds, then, okay, Patrick Mahomes is in the MVP race. Favorite right, right now. Yep, yep. And then you got Lamar Jackson probably in the MVP situation, too. Uh, Saquon Barkley caught him. And Derrick Henry, I think both of those guys are in that comeback player of the year discussion. Uh, and then you got these receivers. Tyreek Hill's doing something. Uh, that he has never been done before, maybe 2,000 yards from a receiver, and then Justin Jefferson. Now, the touchdowns are low. I think both of these guys still have four touchdowns, right? Right. But the impact uh, that they're making on the teams, you cannot deny that. Um, if anything hurts Tyreek Hill, it's because he's got Waddle on the opposite side. Uh, and Waddle has been phenomenal, too, whereas Justin Jefferson, um, Adam Thielen? <laughs> I mean... You see, he's right. kind of doing it all it's by like himself. Hackinson, yeah, 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 I mean, that, that's, those guys are going to help, I think, but he's kind of doing it all by himself, whereas, you know, Tyreek Hill has just been spectacular, but also Jalen Waddle has been spectacular, yeah. too. So if there's a narrative that could separate those two, that could be it. Right. You, I know you were, I think what the Broncos released, it was, it was like their top 10 catches in team history. Last oh. year, you made that. You, yeah. you were on the list. It was I what? led the list. You led the, li <laughs> led led the, the list. list. I don't know that if I was, was number one, but I led the list. You were, it was what, uh, 94, five, again, with a, a catch from John Elway? Uh, yeah, that made? was um, 95, I want to say. 95. 95, yeah. So I, I'm bringing this up because here's the, here's the bio, by the way. I'm Mike Pritchard, <laughs> if you didn't know. So you know a thing or two about making incredible catches. Mm -hmm. Where did the, where did the Jeff, that's been kind of been the, this is not a betting thing, I realize, right. but this has been the, Talking point throughout the week. Where did the Jefferson catch rank for you as somebody who is I mean who has been known to make a amazing catch at time or two? Fourth and eighteen, it was everything. Because the game's over if he doesn't make it. Right. Um on the other side of that, the D B just knock it down instead of trying to catch Having it. Having a Buffalo ticket, that's what <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> there you go. 
but no, it was it's up there as one of the greatest catches of all time because of the meaning of it, uh, the impact of it. Uh, and then he backed it up too, <laughs> you know, getting yeah. the team down there, almost scoring a touchdown. So uh, he was he was in a he was on a different level. That is that is an out of body experience. That is getting to a different level, something that you never think you can get to uh, when you make plays like that. But uh, the fact that he made consecutive plays, big plays uh, in that game, in those moments. Uh, uh, means everything have to yeah and if there's a it's tough because these the numbers have shortened mm-hmm. pretty drastically but you'd have to think too i mean team we always talk about this the team success also is a big indicator right and you have i mean it's the reason why for miami and minnesota dolphins at seven and three vikings eight and one mm-hmm. these two have really separated themselves jefferson and hill in that market plus 225 now for jefferson and hill plus 350 the uh, the comeback player of the year is also the interesting one so you mentioned barkley He's your favorite, minus 115. Geno Smith takes a step back with the loss in Germany against Tampa this week at even money. Yeah. Anything you – I mean, I, well, I've been very clear. I, do not, I don't want to bet this market after what happened to me last year with that yeah. Prescott. All right. But what, what do you, you were, I know you were just on uh, some podcasts there in New York talking mm-hmm. about the Giants. What do you, what do you see in, uh, in, in Saquon here? Is, what, is, that, is that the play? Well, I don't know if it's a play because they're about to hit that gauntlet uh, right. within their division, That's right? My, yeah. And so we just saw what happened with Washington and Philly, whereas Derrick Henry's at 20-1. to 1. If he goes on the road uh, against the Packers and has a fantastic game – those odds are going to change too, though, right? I mean, T- Derrick Henry is everything for uh, the Titans right now. And I know Offensive Player of the Year and all this stuff, spectacular it's play. It's amazing how the the future, the awards odds do not give the Titans any respect. We right. mentioned yesterday, I know Mike Vrabel won the award last year. He's 100 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. I know. How, how is that, that possible? I don't know. How is Derrick Henry 20 to 1 to win Comeback Player of the Year? Right. I mean, what he, is Geno Smith coming back from? I, that's a good point. <laughs> our our pro tip of the hour kind of leads into this. Recognize when these numbers have shifted drastically. There's really not much value to be had when you could have gotten. Barkley 20 to 1 or Nick Sirianni 21 to 1 to win coach of the year. He's now even money. Just keep that in mind as we go down the stretch with looking at these awards. Your pro tip of the hour here on VEASAN. When we come back, Howard Bender, Roto Buzz guy, joins us on the Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VEASAN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. College basketball has started, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdowns of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm hearing in my ear that they are watching that. uh, We just talked about Mike Pritchard's great catch from 95. They were watching that uh, behind the glass there. Well, it was a different one. It was... um... I was oh, there's, yeah. mo- oh, there's multiple. Now. There's multiple. There's multiple. We got the whole Mike, Mike Pritchard highlight reel. It's a shame we're not allowed to show the, uh, yeah, the NFL. Come on. I know. It's on Come YouTube, on, guys. Though. Throw us a bone. But yeah, YouTube. just look at Mike Pritchard YouTube. You'll find a, a lot of great stuff. Uh, as we continue on the Lombardi line, great to welcome back to the show Howard Bender, who you can follow on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy. Howard does great work for SiriusXM Fantasy. Great to see you once again, Howard. Uh, we, we've Since we last talked, a lot more data now and, and general understanding here for some of the player prop markets and for some of these different teams. The one thing that stood out to me is somebody who is not as in-depth to betting player props as somebody like you. Uh, Why have we not seen an adjustment yet to the Justin Fields rushing props? The guy continues to be set in like that mid-50s, low-60s range, continues to obliterate those numbers uh, every single week. What what are you seeing uh, when you watch the usage of Fields there in Chicago? Stop letting them know. I sorry. I cle- you can tell I'm obviously not. A, I'm not, I'm not the prop guy because I just I ruined it for everybody. Um, you know, I th- I don't think you've ruined it for everybody. It's going to be very very interesting to see what the rushing yard prop is for for Justin Fields this week because this is probably you know if you look at the schedule for the Bears coming up, this is probably your last game where you're really going to be able to uh, to attack the over. Uh, on Fields' rushing yards. Going up against the Atlanta Falcons, they've got a weak run defense. Um, and so, you know, you, you just see the way he's doing it. I mean, what, over 150 rushing yards, 140 rushing yards in each of the last two with over 170 in this last one. I think this is a great spot for them. And I think this is a great spot if you're looking for uh, different player props. These are two defenses right now who are matching up where 
I'm kind of digging on the over in a number of the props uh, that I'm watching for. I'm watching for Fields rushing yards. I'm going to watch for Montgomery's rushing and receiving yards here with Khalil Herbert sitting on the IR. Uh, Atlanta does not handle pass catching running backs very well. They also don't handle the the runs right up the gut very well either. On the other side of that, we all know the Bears are probably the easiest team to target rushing yard props for. And when you've got a a three headed monster like you've got in Corderell Patterson, Caleb Huntley, and uh, and Tyler Algier, I think we can kind of you know step in and look and see how Vegas is going to make the adjustments for mm-hmm. all of those as well. Uh, I'm kind of looking at all of those. And you know what? Let's splash in a little Marcus Mariota rushing yard prop here, too. Because, again, the the Bears just can't handle the run with any kind of regularity. And and we could see Mariota, who's probably averaged somewhere in the neighborhood of like 45 to 50 yards per game over his last six or seven. Uh, We could see him pushing through on this one as well. I preach, too. I mean, think about how the Bears have become such an over team that just that total too mm-hmm. it's 49 and a half that still feels a little a uh, little light even up from 48 and a half I agree I agree Howard you know it's interesting too when, when you look at yards per carry uh in the rushing game it's like the quarterbacks are at the top it feels like uh Justin you got Lamar you got Josh Allen I mean from a, so from a prop standpoint do you break down how teams are running the football or or is it more the matchup you know uh, going up against uh, an inferior uh, defense that cannot stop the run. I mean, what are your parameters when you're looking at uh, situations like that? I mean, it's kind of funny that you guys actually just brought up the over-under in that game because I'm I'm kind of I, – I feel like it's a very fair number here. I kind of feel like this is one of those games where the defenses are both liabilities, but we're kind of looking at like a 24-24 game with the last team, you know, driving down for a field goal and – you know, it ends up going like shooting just over uh, that 50 point mark for uh, for for where at least this game opened up with. There are two things that I look at, though, when it comes to rushing yard props for quarterbacks. Um, it's the run defense. But more importantly, it's what's the opposition's pass rush looking like? Um, if if you've got a team with a with a really strong pass rush that's going to push that quarterback out of the pocket, then you're more inclined to take those rushing yards and, and do that. Do the Atlanta Falcons have that kind of a uh, of of a pass rush to really push through? I know Grady Jarrett is a, is a quality guy here, but do they have that um, that that pass rush to really intimidate uh, and push Justin Fields out of the pocket? I think that Fields just wants to run anyway, which is why I'm giving him the over uh, this week. But when you're looking at guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, you always have to take into consideration if a team does not have a strong pass rush, if they're light on sacks uh, and they're light on on quarterback pressures, you kind of want to pull back a little bit and you don't want to overinvest too much in a rushing yard prop because there are just some guys who will just kind of sit back in the pocket if they don't have to you know, extend the play with their legs too much. Yeah, I'll throw one other uh, prop angle at you, then we'll get a couple uh, game thoughts just in general here, Howard, heading into week 11. For Derrick Henry and the Titans coming up tomorrow, you have a guy who is facing a pretty weak Packer run defense, have been bottom five most of the year, on a short week for Tennessee. We saw how Denver basically sold out to prevent the run, a similarly weak Denver rush defense last week. I'm seeing the books at this, you know, 98 and a half here on Derrick Henry. Uh, what do you do in a situation like this where you know there's an advantage on one side, but the tax here is pretty significant if you're looking to get involved with Henry? Yeah, if I'm looking to get involved in Henry, I, I avoid the tax. It's just, a, to me, it's just a no bet. When they start pushing that number up that high, you can't always just guarantee that a team is going to turn around and, uh, and, and stuff the run and keep Derrick Henry under 100 yards. I mean, he was absolutely crushing, and then Denver... Uh, turned around and did that. Now, the Packers can do something very similarly because they do have Jair Alexander hanging out there in the secondary. You know, one of the things that Denver can do to sell out and stop the run is because they do have strong cover corners. Now, Alexander might be a little bit more of a of a man alone on an island out there in that Green Bay secondary, but they do have some decent strength in their cover corners that they might be able to push up and uh, and and stop Derrick Henry. I don't necessarily know if they stop him and they keep him under the 100, but that number makes – it's just a little too high for me. Yeah. Howard, I want to get to a game, a matchup that I find very intriguing. Uh, it's Philly and Indy, you know, Sirianni and the whole thing. We know what's going on with Indy as well, but Philly off their loss now – uh, on the road, they're laying six and a half. Now, Dallas Goddard's going to be out. Uh, is this offense, the Eagles, I mean, some people say that they got exposed 
you know, in terms of an overall team, the philosophy. But Dallas Goddard, I think, could be a big miss uh, for the Eagles moving forward. What are your, what are your thoughts on this game uh, and that line in particular? Yeah, I think the loss of Dallas Goddard is definitely going to be a, a problem for the Eagles, although I do think that it's more of a problem on their running game than it really is going to be in the passing game. They've got the weapons in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, um, and, and I'm perfectly confident in uh, in the Eagles to turn it around, even though you've got a decent secondary there for Indianapolis. For me, well, I tell you, you know, Jeff Saturday, he motivated that team. They came back. They beat a bad Raiders team. It was, you know, all high, you know, happy-go-lucky. But anybody who bets, uh, you know, NFL games knows that when a team fires their head coach midseason, roughly 60% of the time that following week, uh, they either win outright or they cover the, the, the point spread as an underdog. And so, but then you look to the game right after that, and they kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Now, the Eagles run defense, not good. Uh, ranked 27th in DVOA heading into that game. And that's something that definitely Washington just completely hammered and exposed. And I don't. I think they just took the Eagles off guard um, with that move. The Eagles now with Jonathan Taylor knowing that Jeff Saturday does the work with the offensive line and is trying to revitalize that ground game. I think that the Eagles, with Darius Slay and a couple of the other corners, have the ability to kind of sell out a little bit more, stop the run, stop that work from uh, Jonathan Taylor, and really force Matt Ryan into a passing attack with this. I I just, I can't, you know, he looked, I mean, did you guys watch Matt Ryan run down the field on that (laughs) 40-yard run? I mean, that was like, I was like, who put oversized clown shoes on that dude, man? It was just (laughs) killing me. Longer, I just don't have the yeah. confidence in that Colts uh, passing attack to really be able to withstand what the Eagles can do as far as coverage. So if the Eagles sell out a little bit to stop that run, I got the Eagles winning this one, and I got the Eagles covering that spread easily. Especially that adjustment. I mean, from yeah. nine on the look ahead to mm-hmm. six and a half, is mm-hmm. that a little much of an overreaction? <laughs> you can make the case. One last one, we'll throw at you here in our, in our last 60 seconds. Uh, Patriots-Jets rematch. We're seeing a little money come to the Jets here, Howard. Basically a field goal. What do you make of the rematch here? Um, As the diehard Jets fan who got scolded the last time I was on this team for being a little too bullish on my Jets, I'll just – Listen, I think that, you know, we, we could see a, a repeat of what we saw in the last game here. I'd never like to bet against Belichick, especially in a divisional game, especially against the New York Jets. My lean right now is the Patriots, and that's probably where I'm even going to go in survivor pools this week. Oh, so, oh, really? For better or for worse, that's really all I've got left. Are you, are you still are you still alive in Survivor? That's probably the more. That's why I say whoa because yeah. you're actually a lot. Wow, Howard Bender. I know, man. You got to be in the, the circuit contest here, but behind us, there's like 80 people left out of 6,000 or so. Uh, Howard, great to, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Check him out at Roto Buzz Guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up soon, Howard. Best of luck in Survivor, man. Keep keep staying alive. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Always a pleasure. All right. We wrap up hour number one, looking at some big injury news around the NFL. Talking Jamar Chase and the Bengals matchup this week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN. With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Make some midweek magic with Light the Lamp Wednesdays at BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal on Wednesdays, and you'll automatically receive $2 in free bets for every goal scored in the game up to $16. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then all you have to do is opt into the Light the Lamp Wednesdays promotion to receive a $2 free bet for every goal scored in the game, regardless of your prop bet's outcome. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age, you're older to wager. New and existing customer offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As today is usually a big injury day on the NFL front. Mm-hmm. Injury Wednesdays here as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. Uh, one guy we already know will be out for this week. It's uh, Jamar Chase. There's still no timeline for his return, Mike. Uh, with uh, with the hip injury, walking on crutches this week. Bengals come out of the bye after uh, such a disappointing effort. You know, we saw them last just melt down on Monday night against uh, Cleveland on the road. So you you have a, a Cincinnati team here that we saw how limited they looked offensively without Chase. You've had the bye week and how to figure out some other elements of that offense. What do you expect to see out of Cincy here with no Chase and going into a Pittsburgh team that was able to frustrate them in a lot of ways in week one? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Cincinnati. They, they kind of take a, an extra week to figure things out, right? Uh, with, without Jamar Chase... Uh, yeah, against Cleveland, that was not a very good performance at all. But then uh, you go out and you host uh, Carolina, uh, and then you have a, a great running game, uh, and certainly Mixon gets into the fold, and uh, you find a way to win that game. Just put up 42 points, which you wouldn't think would be possible without that superstar. I mean, Jamar Chase, uh, his impact on the league, his impact with the Bengals it was immediate, uh, pairing him up with uh, Joe Burrow. So that that relationship continued from college and it was spectacular. Led him to a Super Bowl, but he's going to be a big miss, I, I think, off a of bye week. And the the pattern of the Bengals, it's like they're going to figure it out, right? Even against the Steelers here uh, on the road. But uh, it, it it's that's a big miss. It really is. But I, I think T. Higgins on the other side is a number one receiver on other teams. You know, he had an ankle situation. I think he's going to be uh, closer to 100% now with off the bye. And uh, Boyd uh, is one of those guys too. Uh, but they have they have enough players still to get the job done against the Steelers. Now, got to hold up against T.J. Watt and all right. that stuff now. But uh, from from a prolific passing standpoint, I, I think they can still get that done. But they're going to have to lean on a running game. You know, that was something that they did establish against Carolina. Uh, and for the Bengals, hopefully they can continue that against Steelers. And most of the books, MGM still one of the few holding out at four and a half. We're down to four, yeah. pretty much market wide. So. A lot of love for the home dog, just like they got a lot of love last week against the Saints. But you look at Cincinnati and you compare it, right, the last two games, looking so bereft of ideas against Cleveland in the Monday night spot. Then against Carolina, look like world beaters and, and absolutely blow the Panthers away to smithereens. Do you get the sense when you watch Zach Taylor's head coach that it's either the game plan works or the game plan doesn't? And if the game plan works, right. it's going to be a win and a very impressive, proficient performance. If the game plan originally doesn't work, I at least get the sense, Mike, that that's a coach that has no sense of making in-game adjustments. Do you, you feel the same way? Well, yeah, because great players make your job easier. Like, if you are Raheem Morris, and let's go back to last year, and you have Aaron Donald, well, he's going to be a, a one technique, he's going to be a three technique, he might be a five technique, you know, depending on the matchup, right? We're going to move them all around 
the line of scrimmage. If you are Zach Taylor and you have a guy like Jamar Chase, then he's going to make your job easier. It's the adjustments without that guy. Right. You know, are you in tune with what everybody else can do? Because Jamar Chase makes your job easier, period. Um, but now you have to understand what Joe Mixon can do, understand what Boyd can do, understand what Higgins can do, understand what the tight ends and, and everybody else. And, okay, where is the pressure? Can can we hold up here? Are we are, are we uh, Do we have flaws here or faults over here for, for, with protection? I mean, all that stuff as a, as a play caller or head coach, I mean, you, you have to have a plan. And uh, I think oftentimes when we see – a significant player go down. Like, we, it used to be the quarterback. If the quarterback mm -hmm. went down, okay, the backup quarterback, okay, what's going to happen? But when you lose an impact player like a Jamar Chase or, or you know, even a defensive player that goes down that's impactful, how what's the adjustment how long it's going to take for that team? And uh, Cincinnati's in the same boat as everybody else. They needed to figure it out, uh, and they did that, uh, certainly with Mixon, but can they be consistent now? That's That's the question. And when you think about the first meeting between the teams, and I, you know, week one, you usually kind of throw that aside. Right. It's a one-off, and we're here 10 weeks later, but seven sacks, five turnovers forced by Pittsburgh's mm -hmm. defense. Now you don't have Chase, and, and you're, you're seeing what we saw last out of Pittsburgh. I get It's easy to see why a lot of betters are coming in on the home dog here. Well, they almost won that game, though, Cincinnati. And that's with, the thing. Right, they, right. <laughs> Evan McPherson makes yeah. basically an extra point. They win the game still. Right. Now, now Pickett is better than Trubisky. Right, I mean, even from a running standpoint, Tuck and runs the play with a rookie quarterback, and uh, Pickett has, has figured that out. But the playmaking ability on the outside too is is emerged. Uh, Najee Harris is banged up though, but uh, there's something fundamentally wrong with the Steelers and the, and the youth on that team, uh, where they're not technique savvy. And to me, that's showing up all over the place. Now I don't know if the Bengals can expose that or not, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's an opportunity, though, for the Bengals. I mean, I, if this line keeps right. coming down, I, I yeah, look I, for that I play. tend to feel this, yeah, the same way. I mean, New Orleans you know, couldn't do anything to mm -hmm. exploit exactly what you talked about. And without Minka Fitzpatrick, too, who, again, had statistically had not had, uh, of, you know, of his seasons you compared to in the past, had not been having a great year. Right. But as much as the benefit of getting Watt back was massive from a pass rush perspective, mm -hmm. there were opportunities all over the place in the secondary that Andy Dalton simply couldn't take advantage of because of <laughs> because Dalton. of his. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but yeah, you, you pretty much said it for me. Right. So that's that's where it becomes tough on Pittsburgh. How they, they could be, there are good spots to bet the Steelers when they are you know what home dog coming mm -hmm. off a bye situationally mm -hmm. against a team on a short week who's limited at, at the quarterback like New Orleans. This is a totally different animal though against a Cincinnati team who is well rested much more proficient at that quarterback position. So I don't know how much I'm in love with just the, the blind backing here of Pittsburgh, while at the same time acknowledging I still have real concerns on Taylor, how he manages games for Cincy. And the concerns are real, um, absolutely. And I think you, you have to keep an, an eye on that, too. And, uh, you know, the Bengals manufacturing points, you know, and, and being consistent off of a buy when they've been inconsistent all year long. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been a roller coaster with the Bengals. So, uh there's a lot of questions, and like I said, if the line keeps coming down, though, uh, they get intriguing. But on the other side of that, obviously the earlier number uh, was was a good number to take if, if you want to back to steal the uh, show. No question. From mm -hmm. five, five and a half, yeah. now we're seeing down to four right. in some spots. Other uh, news we, we track on Wednesdays, too, some transactions coming in. Here's one that was not on my radar whatsoever, We and we just talked about how you're really interested in where this Philadelphia-Indianapolis mm -hmm. line goes and the matchup with a bottom five now Philadelphia run defense, just signed Linval Joseph. Ooh. Linval Joseph is coming into Philadelphia this week. <laughs> that just happened about a half hour ago. And apparently he's going to make his Eagles debut on uh, on Sunday, the former uh, Giants second-round pick. He's 34. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. He's, you know, veteran, but two-time Pro Bowlers had some nice, uh, nice seasons. Philadelphia, though, clearly feeling like they need to try and bolster that run defense against an indie team that, while the run blocking hasn't really been there, still you have Jonathan Taylor, and that has to be the key to success, I'd think, for uh, for Sunday. Right, but, you know, sharp betters understanding what Jordan Davis means or meant to the Eagles in that defense and as a defensive tackle, uh, a run stopper. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's something that Washington took advantage of. And uh, you got Saturday on the other side. You got Kevin Mawai, who's a Hall of Famer, on the other side, too, as an offensive line. And, Saturday was brought in to fire up the troops. Mm -hmm. That's all. He's not in X's and O's, but just to fire up the troops. And, and to give him credit, he obviously did that. 
Uh, the incentive that Matt Ryan had, certainly with his contract, to be inserted as a starter again, that revved him up. Uh, and as a head coach, there's nothing wrong with juicing up your players, right? There's nothing wrong with that. For sure. Uh, so, But can you be consistent with it? I think Howard was perfect uh, or earlier on in our show about um, you know that, that next week, after you come down from being juiced up, you know, can you be consistent now? And, and so, uh, yeah, all, obviously the Eagles, and, and I'm not surprised how he – uh, Roseman uh, made made a deal here. I mean, it's Mr. Transaction over there in Philly. So yeah. uh, that guy and, and that team, they, they're going to do everything possible to make sure that they stay on track for that Super Bowl this year. I get the sense you weren't really surprised then that the Colts, at least for one week, responded the, the way they did. No, I actually thought about taking the Colts, but it was so comical about how everything happened with Saturday that I just stayed away from yeah. the game. Well, a but, huge move to them too. And right. that number I mean, was, moved from sure. six and a half down to four by yeah. kick. I mean, it was a great opportunity to take the six and a half points, and that, that was really the only play to me because of how dysfunctional the Raiders are too. So, uh, But, no, I, I think from an emotional bulletin board material standpoint too, yeah. because of Versailles, the whole Josh McDaniels thing, I mean, the Colts were coming to Vegas with one thing in mind, and that was the exact revenge and, uh, and take it to uh, the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't want any part of that. I cannot wait to get your thoughts on Raiders Broncos. Oh. That's we should have spent the whole second hour. I should have brought my popcorn game. machine in here. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can only talk about that for a little bit. We have a lot to get to in hour number two. Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast will join us. Up next, we'll try to sift through a very, very deep injury report for Thursday Night Football. Both Titans and Packers dealing with tons of injuries, and we also play right route, wrong route with Pritch. That's coming up in hour number two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.